0: So we're starting Parshas Noach, how exciting, here it goes, Eile Toldot Noach, these are the generations of Noach, Rashi is going to give us um, two interpretations really of of Toldot, Toldot literally means the children of Noach, Hmm. it says the generations, but Toldot is like the offspring of Noach, and we're going to get to who the offspring are soon, but as Rashi points out, the Torah first interjects a little commentary editorial about Noah. So it's kind of um, unusual. It says, these are the offspring of Noah. Noah was a man who was a tzaddik. And tamim, tamim means Complete. perfect no. or without blemish in his generations. Et alokim hitalech <inaudible> Noach. Noah walked with God. Yeah, so
1: it's uh, it's like a long digression. You know, these are the generations of Noah, and then they talk about his righteousness and his perfection and walking with God, and we haven't even gotten to the generations yet. Exactly.
0: That that sets us up perfectly for Rashi's comments. What does Rashi say? Rashi says, "Eilat told us Noach Noach is tzaddik." since he was mentioned the torah now speaks of his praise as it says in proverbs livracha. the mention of a righteous man is for a blessing so this expression by the way Zecher livracha, is very common when you mention a righteous person who has passed away so a regular person you would say Zal. Livracha. Hmm. may the memory be for a blessing when you're talking about a righteous person a tzadik. You say, Zatzal, you put in a tzadik. Hmm. This is from a verse in Proverbs. And we're, and we're right here in this verse. The Torah is practicing that. We mention a righteous person, we praise him. That's Rashi's first explanation for the detour that the verse takes. Another explanation that it comes to teach you that the primary... Ikir told the same, the main generation, the main progeny of the righteous is their good deeds. So yes, it is referring to his children, his physical, biological children. But it's also hinting that the primary progeny is the fact that he was righteous, that he was without blemish in his generation, that he walked with God. That is Mm -hmm. the primary progeny of the righteous. Next, Rashi, Bidotav. So the the Torah says that He was perfect in his generations. Well, why doesn't it just say he was perfect? What are we what is it telling us by saying it was in his generations? Obviously, it was in his generations, it could have been another other time. That's the time that he lived. So Rashi says that there are some of our sages who interpret this phrase positively, favorably for Noah, meaning that the Torah is trying to tell us that even though he was in such a corrupt generation he still was righteous if he had been in a more righteous generation wow he would have been even more righteous more righteous yeah. however some other sages they interpreted this lignai derogatorily and they said it was only in his generations it's a qualifier he was perfect yes but only in his generations in contrast to the wicked people of his generation but if he had been in the generation of Abraham, he would not have been considered of any importance.
1: Even though uh, he, he went on to uh, do this great mission for Hashem, you know, he spent spend 120 years building an ark.
0: Right, right, right. That's a great point. So he's still a, a great a great man, but in comparison to Abraham, he was as if as not. It just to goes to tell you how great Abraham was. Yeah. This Rashi also is going to contrast Noach and Abraham. It says, Abraham, about Abraham, it says, goodness, we'll learn it later in chapter 24, God before whom I walked. But regarding Noach, so it's he salachti Lefanai. But with Noach, he needed God's support to. Uphold him in his righteousness, but Avram strengthened himself and walked in his righteousness all by himself. So even this phrase et Okimit Alech Noach" Noach walked with God. Even that Rashi doesn't even give us two different interpretations here. It's almost like this is the interpretation that it is not a praise of mm-hmm. Noach, but rather the fact that he needed God's help to maintain his righteousness.
1: Some of our sages, uh, you know, uh, compare them, you know, favorably. So, you know, how are we going to resolve this uh, apparent
0: contradiction? It's a great question. Um, I think there's two ways of looking at it. You look at it in, in both ways. First of all, that it was, you, you can derive it, derive it favorably. That's one way of looking at it. That's the uh, you know the seventy interpretation of the Torah, seventy faces of the Torah. Um, or, but it's, by the way, is a is Rabbi Yochanan Lakish in the Talmud, and depending on which perspective you're coming from, that's how you would. That's how you would. I mean, not necessarily can it be reconciled, but you could. You I mean if you really wanted to reconcile it, maybe you could say. Um, that even the ones that are that are interpreting it derogatorily, there's a praise there. Mm-hmm. That even though he was not in the generation of Abraham, he was still able to reach the whatever level he got to. It, true, it wasn't that a, a, it wasn't. It was nothing like we talked before. It was nothing in comparison to Abraham, but still, the the fact that he was in such a corrupt generation, the fact that he got to anything, is also a incredible feat. Excuse Verse 10, Noach gave birth, begot three sons, Shem, Ham, and Yafes. So we finally got to that progeny that the Torah was talking about in verse 1. In verse 9, verse 11, what happens to the earth? The earth becomes corrupt. The earth becomes corrupt. Before God. The earth becomes filled with Hamas. Hamas can mean violence, but as Rashi will tell us, in this context, it means robbery. People were stealing from each other. The Medrash elaborates and says that, let's say a person had a big pile of, uh, of beans or something you know, very small. So each, so a thousand people would come and take one bean. The guy would be left with nothing, but because it was so little it couldn't be prosecuted. And so um, these were really corrupt people. Um, Rashi says, what does it mean batishach is corrupt? He says it's two things. Number one, it is uh, sexual immorality, erva, and avodazara, which means idolatry. Then he also says, But is hamas. hamas. means gezel theft. Yaralikim, verse 12. Right, and so so uh, in the Hebrew, they don't have it, but on the English side, they have from other editions that he cites from Jonah, the, the, the Hamas which was in their hands, or in their palms. Um, so that shows that Hamas is something that you would hold in your hand, which is, you know, th- uh, thievery. Verse 12, God saw the earth, and behold, it had become corrupt because all flesh had become cor- had corrupted its way on the earth. She says... What does it mean when it says all flesh? It doesn't say all people. It says all flesh. That tells us that even animals, beasts, domestic animals, wild animals, and birds were mating with those who were not of their own species. Verse 13. So God says to Noyach, the end of all flesh has come before me. For the earth has become full of robbery because of that. Behold, I'm going to destroy the earth. Rashi tells us that with all of their sins, first of all, when you have these types of sins, what happens is there's a um, pestilence that comes upon the world that kills both good and bad alike. Secondly, Rashi tells us that with all of their terrible sins, what, what, what sealed their verdict, it was... The robbery and that's why the verse says the end of place coming for me for the earth has become full of robbery was that the reason no they had all kinds of corruption but that's what sealed the deal sealed the verdict and that for that's why it says for the that is the as if that were the reason because that was about what, what um what sealed the verdict um the the, the, the verse says Behold, I am destroying them from the earth. Now, the word from doesn't really appear here in the Hebrew. <serve fouling> it's, because S literally would be, <sharp> Behold, I am destroying them, the earth. There's a missing word over here. So Rashi's um, first interpretation, which is how they translate it, is that S over here means from. Even though S typically does not mean from, like in the first verse of the Torah, in the beginning God created S, hashamayim, the heaven, here it means from, it could mean from. The word s could mean from, and he cites um, an example of that when Moshe says, when I'll leave the city when I'll go out from the city, he says, which means from the city. Hirashi gives interpre- another interpretation, which is which means with the earth. I'm going to mm-hmm. destroy them together with the earth because three handbreadths of the depth of the plowshare were blotted out and obliterated. So he God is destroying uh, all, all uh, flesh from the earth, but also the earth itself is experiencing a destruction, at least three handbreadths deep. So what, is he, what does he want from Noah? Verse 14, Make for yourself an ark of gopher wood. You shall make the ark with compartments. So kinim are compartments we'll see there's three compartments you shall caulk it both inside and outside with pitch the of many ways to bring relief and rescue are available to God God has many ways to save no. why did he burden him with this construction the answer is so that the people of his generation, would see him working on this thing for 120 years and they're going to ask him what is this for you what are you doing and he'll have the opportunity to tell them by the way there's a flood that's coming and perhaps the people will repent but as we know they did not take him very seriously so so god chooses the manner of saving him with the with the the ark to provide a provocation a uh, pr Move so that people will take notice and ask what's going on.
1: They, they probably used the opportunity to uh, take a couple of nails on their way out. <laughs>
0: Good point. Maybe that's why it took 120 years. The materials kept going, getting lost. <laughs> Gopher wood. This is its name. Because of sulfur with which it was discreet upon them to be blotted out. Therefore the the um, the tool to save in front of it is also a word is also a, a, as a material that has the same word gopher kini midur machaya individual dwellings for each domestic animal and wild beast i'm sorry so compartments does not mean i thought it was referring to the three the three compartments one for the human one for the animal and one for the garbage but no, Rashi tells us that these are compartments for each domestic animal and wild beast had its own had its own pad, if you will. Mm-hmm. Now Rashi says we find something interesting. Where else do we have in the Torah that a uh, an object was coated with pitch? We find that with the basket in which Moshe. Oh. Moshe yeah. Was set onto the Nile. So he had, um, because the, the water was was weak in compare was common in comparison to the waters of the flood. It was enough to have mud on the inside. Chomer is mud on the inside, and pitch on the outside. Whereas. Here we find on the inside and on the outside with pitch. Why? Because the waters of the flood were pretty uh, harsh and therefore you need it on the inside and the outside. Rashi gives a second explanation why there was no pitch on the inside of Moshe's um, basket. So that Sadiq Moshe as a baby would not have to smell the bad smell the uh, offensive smell of the pitch of a con but here they didn't have a choice because of the, the uh, force of the water they had to have the pitch both inside and outside interesting we also find by Yosef that when he went down to Egypt God arranged that it would be a, a spice merchants taking him down mm-hmm. yeah. to have the pleasant smell you shall make it these are the specks. 300 cubits is the length of the table 50 cubits wide and 30 cubits high 16 what about lighting so you shall make a skylight for the ark that's rashi's first interpretation is second but the second interpretation is you shall you shall have a precious stone which gave them light my law you shall To a cubit, you shall finish it to the top, which means it's covering slanted upwards until it narrowed at the top to one cubit. So it had a roof, a flat roof of one cubit width, and then everything else was on a slant so that the rain should run down from both sides. You shall make it. The entrance of the ark you shall place in its side, you shall make it with the bottom compartment, that's a second story, and the third story, shall you make it? And why was the door on the side so that the rain should not fall into it? And as I mentioned before, Rashi tells us that the top floor was for the humans, the middle was for the animals, and the bottom was for the waste. This is all from the, from the Gemara and Sanhedrin, Page one hundred eight, b Verse seventeen, and I says God, Behold, I am bringing flood of water upon the earth, l'shachey is called to destroy all flesh, and in which there is a spirit of life, and tashrman from under the heavens, kol whatever is on the earth shall perish. Says Rashi, vani hinini mayvi. And I, behold, I am bringing. Rashi says, <inaudible> I am ready to agree. <inaudible> with those angels, <inaudible> who urged me long ago, <inaudible> This is from Psalms 8, chapter 8, where the, where the angels are, are, are arguing with God from the beginning of creation. They say, why are you creating this man? He's just bad news. And, and, and here it's as if God is saying, you know what? Maybe I agree with him. Mabul, what is a Mabul? It, we're, it wore out everything. It mixed up everything. And it brought, it transported everything from high to low. So Rashi is telling us, we just think of Mabul as flood. Mabul is a flood. Rashi says that the word Mabul connotes three different things that, that are all that are all conveyed by this um, by the by the uh, by the word with the, the by the uh, by the bays and the lament. So the first is "bila," which means to wear out, worn out clothing. The shmatas are called "blayin," and to it also means to mix up. Bilbul is a big confusion and mix up and hovel to transport something these are all these are all conveyed in this one word movable to wear out to mix up and to transport from transport in this case from high to low. game tofana she hates if in the bubble <laughs> she because it caused everything to float and brought them down to babel to babylon which is deep and this is why it was called Shina. Baba was called Shina because all those who died in the flood, Ninaru, were shaken out there. I'll set up my covenant with you, and you shall come into the ark. At to you, your sons, your wife, the wives of your sons, with you. So how many we got? We've got Adam and Eve, and then we've got the three sons and their wives, total of eight. Um, oh, sorry, no minion, yeah. Um, you, you said Adam and Eve, whoops, Noah and Nama.
1: And Eve weren't, uh, they weren't around by then. No, 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 they were, they were,
0: yeah, they were um, no now what is this I will set up my covenant with you Rashi says this covenant was necessary for the fruits so they should not rot and become putrid and so that the wicked of the generation should not kill him so he needed some miraculous intervention over here in addition to his wonderful boat because as Rashi says two things number one how is it for a whole year in the boat How is is the food going to survive without refrigeration? And secondly, the wicked people of this generation, as we'll see, they did try to kill him, but God protects him. So he mentions the men and the women separately, you and your sons, and then your wife and your wives, and your sons' wives. Why does it say that? To tell us that they were not allowed to engage in intimate relations in the ark. Verse 19. From all living things of flesh, two of each, you shall bring to the teva, to the ark, to preserve alive with you. They shall be Male and female, um, you see the screen? Yeah, okay, good. We're back. Uh, yeah, call a hi. Of the least numerous of them, there were no less than two, one male and one female, meaning that was the the non-kosher, the non-kosher animals were uh, one male and one female. Verse 20 of the fowl after its kind, of the animals after their kind, of every creeping thing upon the ground after its kind. Mikol, Two of each shall come to you to preserve alive. Rashi says, May Those that made it with their kind did not corrupt their way. in other words, how did Noah exactly gather all of these various animals and birds and so forth? I thought they just up. Uh, That's what he said. So, and bo, they, those that showed up on their own. All that the ark accepted, that he brought into the ark. The ark yeah. repulsed the unfit animals and did not let them enter. So, what that tells us is that there were species that did not survive the flood. Verse 21, verse 21, And you take for yourself of every fruit that is eaten and gather it into you, and it shall be for you and for them to eat. Noach did according to all that God had commanded him, so he did. What is Vayasnayach? What is what is what did he do that God had commanded him? This refers to the building of the ark.